This is the Investors Unite podcast, a look at government overreach and secrecy and its impact on American taxpayers, public policy, and law. For years, the federal government has tried to hide its misuse of authority with regard to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. The Investors Unite podcast helps you untangle the facts. The latest installment begins now. This is Tim Pagliera, Executive Director of Investors Unite. On March 7th, U.S. Court of Appeals Judge Margaret Sweeney issued the latest in a series of orders related to the ongoing tug of war over the disclosure of documents sought by Fairhome Funds regarding the network sweep. Today, I am pleased to have an opportunity to discuss this ruling with Professor Sai Prakash from the University of Virginia School of Law. Professor Prakash is an expert on constitutional powers. In his writings and participation on Investors Unite teleconferences, he's been enormously helpful to everyone, giving them an understanding of the government's misuse of executive privilege to keep documents related to the sweep hidden from view. Good morning, Professor Prakash. Good morning, Tim. Well, it seems that uh, Judge Sweeney in her March 7th order seems to once again signal she's impatient with the government stonewalling. Can you give us a summary of the main thrust of her ruling? Sure, Tim. It's great to be with you uh, today. Um, Tim, um, the uh, Judge Sweeney issued an order requiring the government to issue or turn over 58 documents, and the government then sought a writ of mandamus from the Court of Federal Claims, the appellate court, and the Court of Federal Claims substantially agreed with Judge Sweeney's opinion, um, saying that 52 of those documents uh, ought to be uh, turned over. And um, on remand before Judge Sweeney, Judge Sweeney said, you know, um, you've got to go ahead and turn over these documents. Um, The government at that point said, well, we don't want to turn over any other documents. And Judge Sweeney said, no, you've, you've got to now go through the the 12,000 some odd documents and apply the standards that I've enunciated and that the Court of Appeals has enunciated and basically fish or cut bait. You no longer can um, claim executive privilege as to all 12,000 of these documents. And so now the government's going to have to decide, you know, is it going to continue to try to press uh, executive privilege or other forms of privilege over these some 12,000 documents or is it going to finally turn over the vast bulk of them? So essentially, Judge Sweeney is denying the government the chance to drag this out over each and every 11,000, 12,000 documents that she declared privilege. I mean, is she saying the government lawyers know what the standard for privilege is and it's just time to hand over those that won't pass muster? I think that's exactly right. I think that's exactly right, Tim. The, 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 the order says you've got standards that have come from me, you've got standards that have come from the Court of Appeals, and you've got to use them now over these 12,000 documents. And you know, the government's initial response was, well, we're not, we don't think we should have to turn over any other documents because we think you should have to vote or rather um, you know, answer our motion to dismiss. And, and her response is, I'm not going to decide the motion to dismiss at this stage. You're going to hand over the documents, and then as soon as we um, complete this discovery process, then we will have a, you know, a briefing schedule to, to discuss the merits. So you've got to hand over the documents by April 17th. That's what she said. And now the government's faced with this quandary. Are they actually going to you know, um, 
withdraw their claims of privilege of various sorts over some or all of these documents. And it's it's pretty clear that um, you know she's getting impatient. You know, in this back and forth between the lawyers, the the Fairhome lawyers suggested a sneak peek approach. Can you tell us what that means? Sure. The, the the federal rules allow for negotiated sneak peeks of privileged documents. If both parties agree, um, uh, the party that has a privileged document can share it with the other party, but not lose, not 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 lose its not have that document lose its privileged status. And so um, there's a negotiated sneak peek, but there's also this possibility of a compelled sneak peek. And I think what was going on here is Fairhome Funds, the lawyers for Fairhome Funds, said, "Look, we can." perhaps resolve a lot of these privilege questions if we can just look at the documents and if, if we can tell that they are not, you know, that they're not relevant uh, to us, then we're not going to press our claim to get them. And so why don't you, Judge Sweeney, require the government to confidentially share some of these documents with us and that will solve some of these problems. And she, she decided not to do that. Um, she decided not to compel the government to share them with um, uh, Fairhome's lawyers. Instead, she said, you know, basically to the government, you decide whether they're privileged or not under the standards we've just enunciated these two courts, and we'll go from there. So it's still possible that later on, if the government's asserting executive privilege as to, say, 50 documents or 100 or 200 documents of the 12,000, that at that point the court will say, well, why don't you just quickly show why – why doesn't the government quickly show them to fair home funds lawyers, and then we can decide if any of these documents are really worth fighting over anymore. Great. Um, as you alluded to a few minutes ago, Judge Sweeney laid out a very specific timetable for each side to file briefs and respond. Does that timetable suggest anything about her determination to make it harder for the government to drag this process out? Um, in part, it does, Tim. But I think that the so I mean the, the parties agreed to a briefing timetable, and she just seems to have endorsed it if, in the order. What's more significant about you know her her order is that she's set a date for resolving the uh, the executive privilege dispute, right? And so, in addition to the briefing schedule, she just says, "I want you know this to be I want all the documents handed over by April seventeenth, two thousand seventeen, using the standards that I've enunciated and using the standards that the uh, appeals panel enunciated." And so. The, the the briefing schedule is triggered off that right. Once that dispute is totally solved, then she wants to quickly go and and get to the merits. So the the, the briefing schedule as such is you know is is really something they both agreed to. But what's more significant for I think for purposes of the uh, of people interested in the case is that she said you now have about a month um, about a month to figure out which of these twelve thousand documents you're actually going to continue to assert executive privilege over. Okay. Last month, an appeals panel um, backed the government's claim, for the most part, that they had wide discretion to implement the net worth sweep. But they also gave the shareholders the right to pursue compensation. How do you think this development will affect the discovery battle that's playing out in Judge Sweeney's court, if at all? Well, it, it makes the discovery battle all the more important. The, the more documents that are revealed that show that Fannie and Freddie were on the cusp of a golden age of profits, the more the net worth sweep seems like a money grab by the federal government. And that will matter for uh, the plaintiff's breach of contract claims before Judge Lamberth as well, right? And 
so you know once the court says the executive privilege doesn't apply and if she doesn't you know if she partly lists the protective order uh, over some of the documents that the government has turned over then those documents then become available to the the plaintiffs before judge lamberth and <clears throat> will be relevant to the breach of contra- contract claims being brought there yeah it was i think it was about um, less than a week after Treasury Secretary Mnuchin was um, confirmed and he, he was listed on the lawsuit, he replaced um, Jack Lew. And um, in one of our previous teleconferences, we had Professor Yu on also. Um, both of you addressed the issue of executive privilege and the succession <clears throat> from one administration to another. Um, and as they approach this deadline um, that Judge Sweeney has put in place, there's obviously been no love loss between the Obama administration and the Trump administration. What impact do you think that may have on um, a, a new look at these executive privilege claims and the approach to litigation? I mean, I think you're you're absolutely right, Tim. That there, there's a difference of approach to the the market and Fannie and Freddie on the part of the new administration, and of course, there's going to be a new you know a, a new look see at, at whether to continue to assert executive privilege. And I I suspect that given what Secretary Mnuchin has said about trying to you know trying to settle these cases, trying to trying to you know right both Fannie and Freddie. I think there is a chance that the government might very well decide we no longer want to assert executive privilege over these over these documents. We want to somehow come to some uh, agreement as to um, how to handle Fannie and Freddie going forward. And you know, if they do that, if certainly if they take the latter position that we want to sort of resolve these cases and and um, you know end the net worth sweep, they're going to be less inclined to fight tooth and nail on the executive privilege claim. I mean, it's going to be very hard for them to fight on the executive privilege claim, right? The whole point of these uh, 58 initial documents was let's let's look at a sample of 58 documents. Let's get Judge Sweeney to look them over and to decide for us whether or not they're actually privileged. And when she did that, she said they all weren't. The Court of Appeals said she was wrong, I think, as to eight of those documents, but the rest she was right. The government didn't even make an argument as to most of those documents. And so when the government, you know, when you do a sampling of documents of 12,058 of them and you find that most of them aren't privileged, that's got a signal to the government that they need to hand over the documents. I think, you know, it would be extraordinary for the government to continue to assert executive privilege over all these documents because what they're essentially doing is requiring her to review each one of them to decide whether they're privileged. And that that that's not something she's going to take kindly to. The whole point of the the process was to say, we're, I'm going to tell you certain things about executive privilege that you're going to apply to the other documents. And that's what she's done, and she now expects them to faithfully apply those standards. Great. Well, one final question for you. Are there any other developments that um, in the next six months that uh, our listeners should be watching for in the discovery process that might give us some indication um, about resolution? Well, I, I think, Tim, you know, we're going to know pretty soon in the next month what they're going to do with respect to these claims of executive privilege. Uh, beyond that, of course, we've got to continue, you know, investors and, and people concerned about the case ought to continue monitoring what um, 
Treasury Secretary Mnuchin says, because you know ultimately there's this sort of narrow question of executive privilege, but the broader question is, what fresh perspective um, is the is the Trump administration going to bring to all these cases involving the net worth sweep and you know the the confiscation of of Fannie and Freddie profits? And I think that sort of global perspective that the uh, Trump administration will bring will drive a lot of the micro level decisions like executive privilege. Well, my guest this morning has been Professor Sai Prakash from the University of Virginia School of Law. Professor, thank you as always. Um, I always learn something every time we get together on one of these calls. Tim, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Have a good day. You too.